Welcome everyone, I'm Laura DeFranco, the CEO of Brave Healer Productions, where we have a mission to wake the world up to what's possible, one brave word at a time. And here today to help me with that mission are a couple of the amazing authors of a new book that we have coming out. Get ready for this title, y'all. The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Successful Soul Professional, 22 Powerful Growth Strategies for up-leveling your soul-aligned business. Yeah, it's like my favorite topic ever. So before I introduce Heidi and John to you today, I want to just say a huge thank you to our lead author, Camille Miller. This is actually the second book in a series that she's working on where she really had a mission, a big mission, to gather business owners together and talk about, first of all, what even being a sole professional means, but taking business to the next level of success, especially in this second book of the series. Camille, um, I love you, girl. Thank you so much for your big ass vision. And we would not be here without you. Um, I can't wait, can't wait to share these stories and these strategies with the world in this book. So Heidi Mitro is with us and she is the visionary and CEO of When You Lead Coaching and Consulting, a community empowering individuals, teams and organizations to reimagine leadership from the inside out. And John Jaramillo is with us. He is a leadership performance coach, speaker, writer and podcaster who helps leaders who are new to their positions, elevate their performance by bringing their full selves and capabilities to their duties. Welcome both of you. Heidi, I'm gonna have you start the party today. Tell us about the chapter you wrote. Laura, thank you for having me. And Camille, shout out to you. Thank you for the invitation to be a part of this project. And thank you for making me chapter 22. Um, my birthday is 11-11, so when I was gifted the chapter 22 I was like okay just another affirmation this was the <laughs> this was the right piece so the title of my chapter is blow the lid off your success how to leverage your anxiety to create clarity in your business so lid is an acronym because I I am a nerd when it comes to words I love the etymology of words and I have a philosophy degree so my parents have told me my entire life that I think too much it's fine, mom and dad. I've had enough therapy. We'll be okay. Um, but thinking too much is my superpower. But I, I am known to take things that are very complex and to simplify them. And so to have all of these thoughts, to understand anxious feelings, and then create an acronym that I can attach myself to when things get stressful, that's the essence of this chapter, how to take something really complex or complex feeling like anxiety and how do we simplify it and give ourselves tools to get us out of it? So that's the essence of the chapter. Really important stuff. And I want to rewind to thinking too much could be your superpower, you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, can you talk a little bit more about that for our listeners who are like, whoa, that's me too. Like, so what do I do with that? When you think too much, to me, that is not a you problem. <laughs> that's a them problem. And I have learned that phrase of, yeah, that sounds like a you problem. I actually learned that from my partner, Mike, where it was like, Heidi, why are you taking all of this so personally? If someone is giving you feedback about you, 
the first thing you need to recognize is, did you actually invite that feedback? Is that someone you actually want to emulate? Is Does that person have a lifestyle that you want? And if not, I'm out. I don't need that. That isn't for me. <laughs> so to be able to first and foremost go, do I think I think too much? And I don't. I love how much I think. And I have created, <laughs> I've created space in my life to think as much as I want and come up with a system that helps me access the intelligence of my thoughts. I do have a lot of thoughts all the time. And now it's a matter of distillation. And then how do I, how do I give that away? So that's a them problem. If someone tells you that you think too much, that's not even about you. I love that. You're making me think of the um, Brene Brown stuff where she talks about being the one in the, in the, in the arena. Yes. And if, you know, your people aren't in the arena fighting with you, they're up in the stands watching. If you didn't ask for the feedback, if they are not there with you, then why are you worrying about it? Right. No. And I think for my parents, they were witnessing the amount of anxiety that I was experiencing and me being anxious or me having anxious feelings was distressing to them. And so they're trying to find the root. What is the root of, of what's making her so uncomfortable? But I, at that time, I probably would have benefited from somebody saying, think as much as you want to. <laughs> What's actually making you uncomfortable? Let's look at that. Let's sit with that part of you. And what does she have to say? I love that. Think as much as you want to. Let's look at that, right? Doesn't yes. that just feel good in your body? Like, oh. It does. <laughs> it, it feels like it could be a game-changing thing to say to your kiddos, or your inner kiddo. Anyone. Yeah, exactly. Or my inner teenager. She's actually the one I'm I'm working with now. My inner kid's fine. That inner teenager needs some support. <laughs> Whew, yeah. Um, all the stages for sure. Um, I love, I love what you're talking about. It's gonna really change people's lives. And if you're an entrepreneur, we talked about this in one of the other interviews. You know, the theory goes that we are probably some of the most creative people, the people who are thinking all day long, going slightly insane with some of the overthinking, we call it overthinking, but what a beautiful way to reframe that today. I love it. I mm -hmm. love it. Um, thank you, Heidi. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. All right, John, tell us about your amazing chapter. So my chapter is chapter 11, Platinum Networking, Designing a Unique Experience for Others in a World of Disconnection. Uh, and again, I echo what Heidi said about thanking Camille for the invitation just to share. Um, and this particular one stood out, especially because of the pandemic. I was somebody that was always attending networking events before that. But I really, really realized what networking is after the fact when you saw that the world was in need, when people were in you know bad shape, there was social, physical distancing, uh, people were telling the story more, they were being more open because you didn't know what was gonna happen. You know, We all went home in March of 2020 and we thought we were going home for two weeks. And you know, a couple of years later, we're still kind of, still kind of home, still in the off. Like it was so much up in the air. So people were in bad shape. Uh, I realized how bad we are telling our stories. It was only in those moments of vulnerability where you really learned about who people were. Uh, so I became fascinated with just learning about people. That's why I started my podcast, to learn about books that are out there, learn about my network, extended network, one degree beyond that. Uh, 
And I put together this presentation titled the same as this chapter. And I've been giving that talk for a while, but this chapter goes into why I think that way. And honestly, when I, when I, when I discovered what I wanted to share this chapter, I didn't think about the story behind it. It was when, you know, for the book, we had to come up with the story that went to this. So I had to dig deep and see where this came from. And this, it goes to my parents and growing up with them and blue collar workers, immigrants to this country. Uh, so it's based in the lessons that I learned from them. But again, it touches that humanity that I think we need in connecting with people. Uh, I think we live kind of like in a shallow society, obviously, with social media and the facade of, of technology, where we don't really have often conversations with the person next to us or the person that we're working with. You know, we may think we are. We're communicating information. We're communicating our needs. But how often are we really connecting? So especially in this world of technology, especially with my kids coming up in this world where I don't recognize what their child is going to look like, their childhood is going to look like because it's so different than when I grew up in the 80s, that I want to put that out there and, and put that into their minds about how to connect with other people, how to really talk uh, and get to know their network. And I look at this as really getting to know the people you're networking with, not just using them to get some kind of business for yourself. If you're doing it right, if you're do it, doing it authentically, if you're providing something unique, all of that will and has come. But I think I really treasure those relationships. And it's one step beyond the golden rule of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Like, what is it that they need? What is it that they would want you to do for them? And it's thinking that way before approaching just the humans in your life, just getting back to that humanity of who we're supposed to be. We were talking a little bit about connecting people um, earlier before we started the interview today. And um, I just think it's the biggest gift to come in and really understand someone to the depth that you can then connect them to someone they need to meet to take their little world, you know, a step in that direction, a step in this direction. It's, it's such a game changing way to think about networking and really I don't know, you're making me think of one of the biggest gifts, I think, of COVID is that I think a lot of people jumped up a notch in vulnerability because of what was happening and that changed everything. So what else do you want to say about that? <laughs> no, when, when Heidi was talking about her anxiety and her overthinking, you know, as a father, as a young father, well, I'm going to say young father, um, I have three kids, eight, four, my youngest just turned, she's about 14 months. During the pandemic, everything is locked down. It's again, a different world than my father raised us in. And my role as a father, I'm like, what the hell is that? Um, so yeah, there was that, there was that vulnerability. There was that weakness. I had my own mental health issues during the pandemic where the anxiety was catching up with me. I'm like Heidi, where I had that anxiety, the overthinking as it was before global pandemic. So that uncertainty, especially as a young father, it's just kind of like, what the hell is my role? What am I supposed to bring to the table? What does this look like? And to, to Heidi's credit, a lot of it has to do with like almost like making your own rules. Instead of trying to meet someone's expectations where you're trying to overthink of what that looks like, start designing it, start doing your thing, start putting your value out there. But what Heidi said really resonated where that's what I'm trying to do from the get-go now is just kind of realizing it really is, it's beautiful what she said, anxiety really, that overthinking really is a superpower. 
And as she talked about, you know, talking to her inner child about don't stop that. That's what I do with my youngest, my oldest son tends to have that anxiety. I see a little me in him. And I just, I say what Heidi said to him about uh, overthinking and, and what it means. So that vulnerability is just, I don't know, you got to take advantage of that vulnerability and opening up to other people. Again, it comes down to conversations. Why hold back? Uh, for me, networking is also a game of numbers. You know, you, you're rolling the dice to see who's out there, who you can meet, who you can have that vulnerability with. I think what happens with coaching for me with my clients is that they tend to be frustrated because they stay in the same in the same environment. Um, so they have so much growth that they want to put out there, but the people that they're around that they don't exchange for other people or go out or discover new connections, they get overly frustrated by that. And then they start thinking it's that. Where like Heidi said, you have to step outside of that. If you feel a certain way, if you want to grow a certain way, develop a certain way, go look for those resources. Go look for those people. It's a game of numbers. So get out there and learn as much as you can about your community that's out there. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, you're already touching on it. But John, I'm going to stick with you for a minute and have you answer this. What does it mean to you to be a soul professional? I think it it falls into what I mentioned before, just what I love about this group is that we all want to change the world. And that's not hyperbole. That's not, you know, anything for shock value. I've met the people that are in this book. I've met the people in the network that you've introduced me to, Laura. Uh, so being a solo line professional is just wanting to make a difference where it's not just about money. It's not just about your business. Uh, I recently interviewed Camille for my podcast, and she talked about how when she went to go do that, it's what she wanted. When she went corporate, it wasn't human enough for her. When she went holistic, it was too much for her. So she balanced the two out. So there's a way that we can all go about having our businesses, creating our values, and leaving a deep impact in the world. And people have asked me, what kind of people do you want for your podcast? And that's what I say. Like, I want people that are trying to change the world. Because on, on social media, you can see somebody that's just sharing something, just liking something, just going through the motions. I want people that are throwing ideas out there, wanting to start conversations, and wanting to really light up the world with what they are, who they are, and trying to make a change. So for me, it's what are you bringing from your soul? Literally, what you want to see in the world and what are you putting out there? Well, a big thank you to both of you for being that kind of person and the entire author cast really but the you know thanks for not just for saying yes to this book project but for taking the challenge i gave you both to step up in vulnerability with the story and then the strategies you guys so we we have a book full of successful business owners sharing what it meant for them to reach that next level of success and they are giving you practical strategies. This is, don't you wish you had this book when you, right? When you started your journey. Um, oh my goodness. Okay, so thank you both for, you know, really for being those world changers and for being those kind of people I get to play in the sandbox with every day. It's really awesome. Heidi, how about you? What, what does it mean to you to be a soul professional? I really related to what John just shared in his interview with Camille, where it was like, 
corporate professional was just not my jam. (laughs) And I was a massage therapist for 13 years. So I was in the land of woo, right? There is the, for the woo curious that my practice was for the woo curious, but there is this hybrid. There is this, I am a hybrid. We are divine. We are human. I am, I do have a meditation practice, but I love my sexy spreadsheets, right? Like I want both. (laughs) I feel like being a soul professional is the best of both worlds for me. And it, it really is this homage to my younger child self who was like, you really can change the world. Like, why not you? Why not world peace? Why not be the one who contributes to that? And, you know, being called an idealist used to be this, you know, insult. Now it's like, well, why aren't you? (laughs) Let's go. If you're not working towards something that's ideal, what are you doing here? You've been given this incredible gift. And for us, especially in this group, an incredible amount of privilege and an amount of power. And I don't mean power from the top down. I mean like this inner power to support structures that can change people's lives. That's amazing. (laughs) And what else are you going to do while you're here? So for me, this is a, it's a, it is a privilege. And it's also a gift to be amongst other people who didn't have that snuffed out of them, where that little kid that wanted to change the world now I have connections. Now I have money. Now I have network. Now I have people that I get to play with that want to do the same thing. I think it's rare. Um, and I don't want it to be rare. I want that to be the status quo. Soul professionals as a status quo. Oh, ooh, it gives me goosebumps. Wouldn't mm. that be like amazing? How would the world change if that was the new status quo, the updated status quo? Yeah, you just zapped me with some goosebumps on that one too. Mm. Oh my goodness. Um, all right, you guys. So Heidi, I'm going to let you go first on this next one. And this, this one feels like a a big deal to me because I think the book is really full of all of these kinds of unique answers, but I think it takes a certain something to go from starting a soul aligned business to actually becoming successful in that business. And I want to know what you think is the most important thing about creating that success. The most important thing about creating that success for me, that was really my relationship with myself. I I had to have the most harmonious, congruent relationship with myself in order to not align myself with strategies or with people that didn't work for me. And I, I think there's a lot of, especially in the online coaching space, especially in the business world, there's a lot of distraction. There's a lot of invitation into strategy that my physical body knew was not for me. (laughs) So my relationship with myself became paramount. And I also think I had to make peace with being successful because I was, but success at the expense of my sanity, success at the expense of my, my family life wasn't going to work. So finding the sweet spot of a more holistic approach to success was really, I had to figure that out because it's very easy to make money. It just is. (laughs) You can scam a whole lot of people and make a ton of ching, or you can burn yourself out doing something you hate. So for me, success had to be more holistic, that definition. And holistic success is ultimately my relationship with me, because I'm going to take that no matter where I go. I like that you talked about the body connection. It was, you know, Mm. in my first uh, career, teaching people to understand the language that's right here all the time, telling you the answer to (laughs) connecting with yourself and your purpose and your, you know, all the things. 
Um, and I think if if people would just get back to that center and ground themselves there first to probably have the answers to everything. We're good at ignoring it when we really want something though, aren't we? <laughs> well, and I think that there's also this, sometimes our problems feel so big that we think that the solution has to be very complex. Like the solution has to match the level of disheveled insides I have, right? <laughs> when So if someone says, just come back to your body, when I feel like the world is crumbling, like, screw you, give me the complex thing that I need to do. And then they don't. <laughs> so sometimes it is the simplest stuff. It's so frustrating. But it, once you realize that's the pattern, you're like, okay, what's the simple solution here? I ask myself that question on the regular. What's the simple solution? I like that. It's usually question. the body. <laughs> it's a good question. All right. So John, for you on this one, you know, what is that certain something that you think is the most important thing about creating the next level of success in the business? Showing up for people. Um, I, when I was a young kid, I worked in uh, a hotel. That was one of my first jobs. And, you know, the manager of the hotel was always saying, John, if somebody comes up to you and asks you for something, whatever it may be, even if you don't know how to do it for them, just say, yes, you can. And then go find somebody that can help you. Um, so for me, it's going above and beyond for people. Uh, I've talked about in my podcast, my friends and guests have brought up that sometimes they had people pleasing tendencies growing up. Uh, I consider myself that was somebody like that. And I continue to uh, act in that way to help people out. But now I, I see it from a different point of view. So where from maybe insecurities as a kid, I was a people pleaser growing up. I'm still doing the same things for people, but it's, it comes from a different place. It comes from just the ripple effect, like what Heidi said, to make big differences, to make big changes, to change the world. You don't need to, to carry out big actions. You don't have to take big steps. It's For me, it really comes back to just being humane, being a human, looking out for your community, growing your community, bringing value to community, uh, connecting people in your community to each other. Uh, so it's about just anticipating what somebody needs and being that for them, going above and beyond. Because when you do that, you see it in the way they perform. You see it in the business they conduct. Things change because they know that they can really depend on someone. That it's not just, um, you're not just throwing words out there. You're not just creating false promises that you're actually coming through. And I don't think we really see that too much. I think people are mostly on cruise control trying to get through the day, whether it's for work or business. So when you have somebody there that really will have your back no matter what, because that's what they want to do for their community, that stands out. That's capital. That's credit. That's reputation. For me, that's a legacy. I want to be that person that, is really there for my community, communities such as yourselves, you and Heidi. Uh, I see what you are doing. I see what you're trying to do. Uh, obviously, there are people that aren't at that level trying to create what they can. Uh, I'll help them too. But being around environments and networks like you and Heidi and being a part of this, you just know you want to make a difference. I don't want to play it safe. I don't want to just you know share on social media or or, or like something on social media. I want to put out content that I think is going to change the world and is going to create that little ripple effect. Uh, and I think everybody has that opportunity and that ability within themselves. 
but I want to do what I can to really show people what's possible. So, I mean, just the energy, it really is a fire. And when you're around the wrong people, it can extinguish itself. When you're around the right people, you just fire each other up. The right people makes the bonfire, huh? I love what you said about um, people pleasing from a different place. It's not that being a people pleaser is a wrong thing. It, I think it was wrong for me when I just wanted to be liked mm. versus people pleasing from purpose where actually I want to change the world. And that's a whole nother ball game of people pleasing. I think I, you, you gave me a good blog topic there today, John. I think I'm going to go for that one. That's people beautiful. pleasing from purpose plus the alliteration in that sentence just turns me on. Okay, so big big potatoes topics today you guys um listeners i know i know that you're getting some golden nuggets of awareness today and awareness is everything here if we change your perspective just a super tiny shift everything in your world could change from that idea right so we authors, experts, coaches, healers, we like to talk about ourselves as guides and facilitators on this journey because we know that we don't fix people. People don't need to be fixed, you know? We empower them to connect to their own inner wisdom. That's how we facilitate. So John, what's a message you have to, to our listeners today to help them be and feel empowered on this business journey? Keep in mind what it is you want to share. Uh, again, as, me as mentioned by Heidi, um, we can look at business as just business, building wealth or creating success or money and all that. But you got to really be in tune. And it sounds so cliche at this point, but you really got to be in tune with what drives you. Because you can drive for a business, you can drive for, for a workplace, you can drive for entrepreneurial success. But if, you, if it doesn't tie to what really gets you fired up, you're going to burn out. Um, whereas if you're doing it from the heart and it's what you want to do and it really lights you up every day, that's more sustaining than anything else. Doing it for yourself, not just for the accolades that other people see. Um, I think that's, that's just an incredible driver. So I just want people like my leaders that I coach to always make sure that they're in tune with themselves. Because if not, that is... It leads to a proverbial, it leads to a literal burnout just because they're, they're fueling from the wrong fuel because all of that will run out. But if you're burning from the inside, that fire that you want to put out into the world, that carries you further than you would think you'd be able to go. Agree, 100%. Always, always. My favorite mantra is I love having the energy, money, time, and resources to generously take care of myself and everyone I love and serve. So myself Service. comes first, comes from the overflow. It just keeps going. It's such a great, fun place to live, right? <laughs> when it comes from the right place like that, I can't stress that enough. You you kind of demonstrated just in your little shimmy in your chair what that <laughs> it's means. It's a shimmy, yes. When, you, when it comes from the right place, I want everybody to feel that feeling. When it comes from the right place, you just fucking light up. Your heart fills up. Your energy is boundless. I don't want you to tire out. You'll know when to rest, but your energy is just boundless when you tap into that core 
of what you're supposed to be doing. So explore, get out there. Even if you don't know what's meant for you today and you know what you're doing today doesn't quite click with you, get out there, game game of numbers, game of networking, try different things, experiment. It's huge, but don't just stay where it's comfortable. Another cliche, but I think we've explained and, and presented why that's true, not to stay comfortable, but to get out there and explore your community, your network. And, and again, self-exploration as well to find out what you're all about, truly all about. Heidi, what's your answer to this one? Help our listeners feel and be empowered on this business journey today. There, I have 7,000 downloads based on the exchange <laughs> you guys just had. I was like, oh, they're speaking fire language. I love fire <laughs> language. So I'm like trying to focus and also very excited. I Triangles are my thing and triangles are the symbol for fire. So as you guys are talking about this, I'm like, oh, my people, you're right here. I, I, I'm going to go in a different direction, I think, about empowerment. And I would love for you to sit with your disempowerment a little longer because I think what often happens at least for me, is there's there's such extreme language when it comes to business. There's such extreme language when it comes to to being successful. It's like you have to have a peak experience and you have to be, you know, on purpose all the time. And for me, that's exhausting. It's kind of like always feeding a fire. Sometimes fire needs oxygen. Sometimes fire needs you to chill the hell out. And for me, there are times where it's my disempowered feelings or my overwhelm, similar to what I'm talking about in my chapter, when anxiety shows, oftentimes what those feelings are telling me is there's a course correct happening. So instead of trying to avoid feeling disempowered, sit with her. What is she? What's the intelligence of these feelings? If you're feeling overwhelmed, great, because you will. <laughs> Let me spoil the ending. As a, a successful soul professional, I'm overwhelmed more often than I would care to admit. I feel defeated at times. I feel this disconnection from things at times. Make friends with those feelings. How can you sit with them a little longer? How can you sit with the, the discomfort of that physiology and go, hey, what's the intelligence here? And I think of empowerment then as being, it's just like health. Health includes being sick, right? <laughs> How do you know you're healthy unless you have some contrast? But part of being whole is feeling fractured. So sitting with the disempowerment, sitting with those feelings of like, is this ever going to work? I think is a skill. And I think we need to learn it and apply it. Really important. I love that. Uh, what What is the intelligence of these feelings or in these feelings? Um, even the, the bad and maybe especially the, the bad ones we label, right? So right. they're not bad or good. That's the meaning we're giving it. So what if the disempowerment was the path to the empowerment, right? It's so crazy, but it's true. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's really the, the inspiration behind the chapter is those are not bad. It's so frustrating, though, when you're like, it always has to be you know, June 21st, it always has to be solstice energy. We want everything to be lit up all the time. <laughs> and sometimes we need winter solstice, right? Sometimes we need the dark. We need Absolutely. to learn to sit in the dark. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when I've experienced anxiety during the pandemic, um, those moments can be a reset. I yes. right. I mean, as much as I say, find what you, what is important to you, there is importance to the the other end of the spectrum and just 
the best example I can give is after a while, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm sick of like self-help books and development books and all that. Like sometimes you just have to stop and be where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a value to that because whenever I've felt broken or down or whatever it may be, it's a bit, it's a bit of a reset because you realize what you're capable of where when things aren't fully in your control, if they feel like they're going off the rails and then you realize, okay, that all did happen. I felt out of control. It went off the rails, but I'm still here. And now that pressure is off. Now it's a little more, a little more uh, liberating, more freeing. So that's absolutely, there's this, what I call like this oscillation of, you know, performance and then recovery, performance and then recovery. So that's very important. That's the full picture, the full gamut of what, what contributes the most to you being your best self is understanding every corner, whether bright or dark. Mm, I love that. Understanding every corner, whether bright or dark. Amen. (laughs) The ebb and flow. And I, and Heidi, I love what you said about that is, is your wholeness. If right. you're ignoring that, then, then you aren't moving toward wholeness. Yeah. I love this off the rails. I think there's another blog or another podcast opportunity here, John, <laughs> where it's like, when you go off the rails, what do you find? Because I have found going off the rails is often where I needed to go. Mm. I realized during the pandemic, chaos is where I thrive instead of fighting chaos instead of fighting chaos and and then a a book i read confirmed it instead of fighting chaos that leads to insecurity where if you just accept you have no control it's more freeing and you can work from there so i love chaos because it's like okay i'm losing control i can't do anymore so let me just step back and and see what i can do just from a more peaceful mindset so for me it's chaos i love chaos (laughs) Well, and so, I think you were never in control anyway, right? Like when we're losing control, it's just that reminder that we weren't in yeah, control absolutely. anyway. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like one of the biggest, most important topics ever in terms of your your journey. I think also, you know, sometimes you don't realize when you sign up to be a business owner, you sign up for probably one of the most intense self-development journeys of your life. And you're talking to these beautiful authors today about that journey and the real, authentic, vulnerable pieces of the journey. And if we don't start talking more about what that is, you know, we're not going to succeed as much. So what I love the most about you guys and about this second book in Camille's series is that we are taking it a level deeper to talk about what that means and how we can help each other. Um, Plus, you guys know that uh, successful business owners know that naps are a success strategy. Y'all know that, right? Like, yeah, okay. I knew I was going to get the the bobble on that one. Um, John and Heidi, thank you so much for what you do in the world and for being here today to share it with everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having us, Laura. (laughs) So to everyone who's listening today, join us for our book launch party coming up. It's going to be on July 14th at 11 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be with all of the ultimate guide to becoming a successful soul professional authors. We're going to have some fun celebration that day. You've got some information down below about that. And if something that John or Heidi said today just really gave you some goosebumps or you need some support or you have a question, this is so much more than a book. 
This is a community of generous people who are there to help you on the next step. So please go explore. I have them hooked up with their websites and their links so that you can find them and get with them about all of the awesome things that they're up to in the world. If you happen to be listening to this interview after that July 14th date, well, that just means you can hop over to Amazon and grab your copy of this amazing book. Lastly today, everyone remember, your words change the world when you're brave enough to share them. So it is time to be brave. See you next time. Thanks, guys.